everybody. It's Monday, June 25th. It's Monday for sure this time, right? <laughs> yes. Of course. Yes, it's always it is. Monday. Uh, 2019. Mm-hmm. Don't forget the year. Yeah. 80. <laughs> yes. um, and this is Size Matters, Hello. your source for the date. Yes, yes. Hello. This is like, like you know, they got rid of all the time and temperature phone numbers, so... You have to listen to this podcast to know what day it is. <laughs> it's true. Ah, and we wait, don't even are, know. Are, so we a, are we AD or CE? I said AD. Uh, well, I said hmm. AD. I said Anna Domingo. I mean, what's your take, oh, Benny? CE works, too. I mean. What do you think, Benny? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I think it's like saying GMT versus UTC. It's the same dang thing most of the time. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. We, just one is one is nicer. Religious one is religious based. One is secular. Yeah, we don't even know yeah, what theoretic- day it is, though. So if you're relying on us, good luck. Theoretically, the Pope could move AD on us, and then we'd be really screwed. We'd have to rewrite all our books. <laughs> That's true. But we do know what episode it is. It's episode 25. Yes, it is. And uh, was there I a pause am... there as you had to double check? <laughs> no, no. I There's was always a pause there. Waiting for you. I didn't. Yes, there's, there's plenty of pause. Mm, and pause. pause. <laughs> um, and I am your host, Quandru Bashir, and joining me is to my right. Hello, yes. I am Kinsen Shimobi Megachi Extraordinaire. At your service. And to my left. And I am Benny Tiger, first giant macro full-time tiger on the muck ever. Uh, All right. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Do you have the, do you have the uh, certification date to prove it? I, I actually have a pin on my character that says mm. that. There was one giant tiger in front of me. That was uh, Andre Tiger, but he was a only occasional character on the muck. So, ah. so I was the first character to wander around full-time. First he was full, part-time. First full-time giant always in character on the muck was Rogue. Rogue, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Yeah, of the course, OG. You know, the original one. Yeah, yeah. He's and the he reason we're stand- all here. <laughs> he set the standard for 90 foot. Have you ever asked yeah. Rogue or Rogue's player why mm-hmm. it's 90 foot? Yeah. Yes. I think you've talked about this before mm. back in 2014 or yep, something. Yep, yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's really interesting. Well, then- I love it. If you want to know, go listen to our older podcast. We'll just like talk like that. Assuming this is a podcast that actually made it. Maybe this is a podcast that didn't get actually posted. I don't know. Well, a couple folks say they have copies. They just haven't given us the copies yet. And eventually we'll Well, there was this. There's at least one that no one has copies of because I never posted it. Oh. Oh, well, uh, yeah, there's that. <laughs> the one I think we were talking with uh, Jeremy Kid. Kid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Um, and I tried to actually go back recently and, and put it together, but wow. I think I was missing like half of the people's tracks. So, ah, uh, yeah, that. Uh, I mean, jeez, I I, I want to go back and listen to that. That sounds. It seems like forever ago. There, there's we'll have a to have Monica. Yeah, there's a sure. part of me that really wants to go back and see if I can get uh, Jeremy Kidd, uh, Ken Sample, and, and maybe someone like uh, Erilyn. Yeah, like the very first kind of macro artists and writers oh, to have them talk about the early, early times. But it, it hmm. might just, it, you know, you ever sit around with your grandparents and they're just talking about stuff you don't care about? It might yeah. turn into that. Yeah, <laughs> you I, should get you should get Wolf Kid to deliver me another bottle. Of yeah, there you go. Oh, I don't. That's gonna be harder. Pro- you moved. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the the whole like history of you know macros and the Phantom and stuff. I've listened to a few people tell it, like like you, Benny, and it's fascinating. I love it. Story time, essentially. It's so good. <laughs> but, so for this episode, yes. Um, instead of talking about possible hypothetical episodes in the future that we don't know if they'll ever Those, aren't, te- those um, aren't teasers, by the way. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> those, uh, are, those are hopers. 
We are talking about dating game. Hello, welcome to the Macro Micro Dating Game. I don't remember what the dating game music was. <laughs> yeah, okay, I remember it now. But no, dating game, we're talking about relationships between macros and cross-sized couples yes. of all types and stripes. One of the I'm trying to play matchmaker with uh, some interesting uh, some some kaijus out there in the uh, mindset the <clears throat> You know, find a good match. You know who would be a good partner for Godzilla to settle well, down? Well, we already yeah, know was... who he's with right now. She's a queen. Boy, they, who is that? They couldn't have retconned it any more solid that no Godzilla is male in the Toho universe. Mm-hmm. And crediting him as himself, as himself and Mothra as herself. Right. That's very true. But Mothra's dead. He's a widower, so he needs to have somebody new to... But there will be another Mothra. Aren't there, like, multiple... Are you say- wait, 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 wait. Are you saying that Godzilla's in a polyamorous relationship Probably. with multiple mothers? Well, if he gets with uh, Ghidorah, he definitely will be. Wait, what? Yeah, and how can there be... How can the... What? Wait a second. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hold multiple on. Multiple heads? Up. Okay, anyway. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Ghidorah is also a king. It's a man. Well, well, male. Still, why did this do immediately go off in the multi-head blowjob land? Why did we end up there? <laughs> I don't know. That's where my brain went. Uh, and why hasn't that art been drawn somewhere? Just, I'm going to go check I'm E621. Not, you guys talk. I was going to say, don't. See, Ghidorah needs to be matched with somebody who is like a, you know, who's into multi-cock. Oh, my God. Things that would just work out real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But like. Oh, my God. So, so you're saying. We're numer- earning our explicit rating. So that aside, Numeric parody matters is what you're saying. Yes. That yes. aside. <laughs> oh, Lord. So that's what we're going to be talking about today, guys. Strap in. Here we go. Well, just don't strap on. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say that, but you got it. Oh, yeah. I, I, I heard you I, laugh. I alley-ooped it. It's okay. So, uh, um, other than... So, know. actually, wait, 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 wait. Now wait. that so we've done multiple... seven minutes of filthiness, should we start up? Nah. There's multiple monsters? Well, so... And Frank would probably slap me on the head if I was wrong about this. Well, he's but not I think, here. I know. But, Frank, don't destroy me later if I'm wrong. I think it is canon for there to be multiple Mothra eggs on earth at one given time i'm not sure about I can see that because mothra does kind of kick the bucket a few times yeah i was thinking movies. that happened in the films and then there was like oh there was a hidden egg yeah. kind of thing mm-hmm. so I, I think that's cheating well she's you know she's a mom and take care of her kids i don't know well whatever. that makes you wonder is 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 it canon in toho that the godzilla that we see is the same godzilla all the way back to the 1950s i like to think so but it depends on what universe you're talking but Besides just the big G in relationships, we can do other stuff. We can do our friends. We can do other monsters, blah, 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 in relationships. So. <laughs> we just immediately went to that one. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you have some ideas, Kenson. Well, so. <laughs> well, when it comes to uh, just our friends, I mean, I don't have any ideas, but I'm just saying. Just, just stalling. For yeah, time. I'm just trying to come up with other stuff. Oh, well, you know, uh, it's been a common trope in like media that when a character becomes giant, mm-hmm. uh, it destroys their relationship with whoever they're with. That's I mean, true. You have, you have the the scene from uh, Monsters Inc. Yeah. You you have the uh, Attack of the Fifty Foot Woman as a movie. Wait, the scene from Monsters Inc. Uh, not Monsters Inc. Uh, what was the the Pixar Mon- movie? Where Monsters the- versus Aliens. That's not a picture. Or the one where it's Ginormica. The Ginormica, the yeah. Woman who's getting married and then she has. The That's not Pixar at all. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Dream, DreamWorks. 
I think yeah, it is okay. DreamWorks, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have Amazing Colossal Man, who's not in a relationship, but just ends up hating humanity. <laughs> yeah. You know? Not that anyone watches those old films. Don't ever do it. Don't waste your money. <laughs> download them. That's true. That's true. Legally download them. Well, <laughs> I mean, at this point, they should be in the public domain, right? Yeah, uh, so. in, in a sane country, sure. But our public domain right now is tracking at 1919. So. Thanks, Disney. Mm. Yeah, thanks, Disney. So, Benny, you're saying that uh, there are – it usually destroys the relationship. Are there any examples you can think of in media where there's a significant size change and a relationship is – an existing relationship is able to – Form? Be maintained? Clifford the Big Red Dog. Yeah, excluding things like cartoons where you have a mouse forming a friendship with a bulldog Mm -hmm. or something like that. Uh, Wasn't there an anime where the invading aliens, you know, our defenders are mechas, but the invading aliens we figure out are basically just wearing armored suits? Hmm. What was that anime? I Um, do not know. Because there's an entire scene there where one of the lead characters falls in love with the, and it's surprising, it's a giantess. Uh, oh, it's cool. the other way around, you know. For most of the cis stuff, if there's a if there's a, a giant woman, she has to be ugly or stupid. Oh gosh. Uh, and usually the guy is strong. Well, I mean, you see that all over the place. Like, yeah. uh, Beauty and the Beast is like bare minimum for considering macro. It's two to one. Mm-hmm. And whenever people do the what do they do? They reverse the genders. Yep. Or they make the girl the beast. They always keep her small. It's like, oh, she can't be powerful. <sighs> She's female. I, I believe like, oh, on, I believe in having it be, you know, size for all. But uh, that's a very interesting point. I can't think of any examples where a size shift in pop culture or other shows or movies it actually results in something good between two people. I, well, I, wish I mean, I could Dr. Sarazawa definitely ended up liking Godzilla. Well, of course, but, I mean, who, who doesn't? But, I mean, that's, that's also not like a, a shift that's... Godzilla was already. He did big. get a little bigger. He had like a forty foot growth spurt. Anyway, ha! so you got out the tape measure and measured. Well, he's three hundred ninety three feet right now because I have. I think these if stats. You, if you exclude romantic relationships, you'll see like friendship relationships. Right, right. But this like, is the it's real game. common. It's real common to have like the little character be the morals for the big character. Like in, yeah. uh, well, there. <laughs> It's not really paired that way, but Wreck-It Ralph, the girl, yeah. is way smaller than him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's not a macro situation, you know? I mean, uh, I mean, he's like is. five times as big yeah. as her. Yeah. It's, but, it's, so you get that. I've never seen either of those movies. It's more than Beauty and the, the Beast. Jiminy, the Jiminy Cricket situation. Yeah, that's true. Though I would love, I'd love to see that lampshaded. Like the little guy is complete blood bloodbath, you know, kills, kill everything, stop it all. And the big, <laughs> yeah. and the big guy's like, no, but, no, we can't we do can't that. we can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. It just makes me think of, um, yeah. it's like Br'er Fox and Br'er Bear kind of in Song of the South. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very much that kind of dynamic. I mean, because Br'er Bear is about two or three times as big as Br'er Fox. Mm-hmm. And you got to know they're, they're gay lovers. I mean, it's so, pretty obvious. Guys, are there <laughs> oh God. are there any cases in shows, pop culture, etc., where we do see a mutual relationship between two individuals of different sizes? Like, like more than just friends. Are there any? I don't know. There has to be, uh, right? I mean, you brought up Clifford the Big Red Dog. Oh, right, but I'm talking about a romantic thing, and I don't think that's... Oh, romantic. Uh, oh, romantic. Yeah. I, don't, I can't think of any, and I'm... Kind of shocked. Everything I can think of is going to be like in the in the very near size stuff, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, you know, tech, and it's all kind of like you don't think of it that way. Like Boris and Natasha, yeah, 
are are almost two to one size difference, but it, it's does is that a macro difference? I don't know. Yeah, the only thing I can think are of are they in a romantic relationship? <clears throat> I'm pretty sure they have both end goals and work together for it. They're better marriage than some people I know. There you go. <laughs> so I think Beauty and the Beast might be one of the few. Because it is on the borderline of macro two to one. I guess you could well, say and that. Well, and you, I suppose you also have things where the character is portrayed as an Amazon. Yeah. Uh, and they're in love. So you have, uh, oh, God, uh, Pseudolus in A Funny Thing on the Way to the Forum, uh, <laughs> of course, pursues a woman from the giant's island. I can't blame her. Uh, but that's a stage production. you got to find someone that's big versus small. Nice. What about Bow- Bowser and Peach? That's true. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh, Yes. I, I am Bowser. I, I, I don't know if that's necessarily a uh, um, reciprocal relationship. Well, so so there's there's like a running theory, and it's it's like an anti-theory or whatever or whatever you'd call it. But Bowser or Peach is actually in love with Bowser, but Mario keeps stealing her. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's the that's braid. Yeah. Yeah. But if you really want, to, oh, size different couples that are positive. Um, yes. That's going to be the dragon and donkey from Shrek. Oh my gosh, of course. Yeah, that's a good Absolutely. one. That is good one. <laughs> Dude. So, I-, I can't blame Donkey, though. I really can't. Good on him. You know? Good on him, lad. Good on him, as opposed to, like, uh, uh, the opening of Triplets of Belleville, where all the women are enormous and the guys are just, like, n- teeny in comparison. Mm-hmm. What is this? Triplets of what? The Triplets of Belleville was a French animation that uh, was nominated for Best Animated Picture a couple of years back. Really? Uh, and it's uh, all musical, historic-based stuff, and it is really wonderfully done. Wow. Uh, Maybe, but, uh, well, we're not, uh, yeah. we're not plugging that at all. So go check uh, it out, guys. It 2003 is when it came out, so whatever you were doing in 2003, you didn't see that movie. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> you said a few years ago. That's almost that's, six, that's 16, that's 16 years, years ago. ago. Quiet, you. <laughs> Time I don't want that to, is more than half of Kenson's life. I don't want hey. to realize that Be- Beauty and the Beast at this point is closer to the moon landing than it is today. I don't want to know that. Holy crap, is it really? Yes, you're old now. Yeah. Congrats. Fantastic. Okay. Well, only a, only a kaiju would be like, yeah, I'm older. That means I grow even more, right? That's fair. Every year. Every year is a growth period. <laughs> so, um, yeah, those are really good. I am unfortunately still at a loss for others, but I'm thinking... Probably. Hmm. Hmm. Wait. Uh. Uh. Wasn't Hagrid is a half giant because uh mom was a giant and dad wasn't? Yeah, that's true. Actually, in Harry Potter. And they are able to do that because magic. Because magic. My favorite excuse. Yes, because the wizard did it, as Dragonian would say. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. But. Hmm. There was a movie that. Um, Disney that Walt Disney Feature Studios was in pre-production on the guy. I guess it got, I think, it got indefinitely postponed. Um, called Gigantic, okay. um, where it, at least looking to at the, uh, I think it was the poster I saw, like the promotional image for it. It looked like it might involve some sort of uh, tiny person being in a romantic relationship with uh, a. A, a gigantic woman. Oh, um, the, to play on the whole Jack on the Beanstalk idea, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's kind of hard to tell. I guess the poster doesn't necessarily show that they're in a romantic relationship, and there are maybe they can't really tell. Um, and there was not a lot of information that came out of it, but also the movie was shelved. So mm. I don't know. Do we count cancel stuff? Probably not. 
No, but you know, it's an interest. You see that people are playing with the idea, and it's you know, it's really easy to write a movie about the cockroach that ate Cincinnati kind of thing. You know, it's like oh, rampage. That's easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But to actually, that takes writing to pull something together to make a relationship work. That's true. You know. So, and I'll fully admit, some of my favorite macro art that's out there is mixed size couple stuff. Oh, and absolutely. it's usually the slice of life stuff. Absolutely, yeah. I love I love thinking about how life would be with uh, you know different size partner. Essentially, it's it's wonderful. Some of the best art too, yeah. There's a name. Um, I was talking with Jane, who was a previous guest back when we were talking about like Ultraman back in 2014. Um, that for a genre. Or a sekai, I S E K I, I S E K A I, which I guess is an anime plot. I don't know. Isn't it cliche? May not be the word, but maybe trope. Um, oh, okay. Which is where uh, I, I guess it's like I don't know if that actually involves if that specifically involves size changing. No. Uh, hold on. Is it about? Oh, that's where. That's. Oh, oh, oh no, no. The sekai is just. Uh, it's just. Okay. That, that, never mind. Um, that it doesn't involve. It, 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 it's we're talking about a story that he is commissioning, and also kind of the story that I was well, working on for him mm-hmm. that got shelved. But the second part is a like human going into a furry or into a different world. Yeah, um, yeah. it's going. But into the a tiny part world. is not is not inherent to the Aseke. Right. So. Okay. I'm totally probably butchering that pronunciation. Yeah, it's fine. But you, but you yeah, have what? that. You have that in like Gulliver's Travels. You have that yeah. in mm-hmm. all those things. You know, yep. like when you go to a different world and you're either huge to the denizens there or small and stuff like that. Essentially, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. I do enjoy that. So, um, so can we maybe shift gears and think about if there's anything related to kaiju <laughs> that involve that? Kai, what kaiju going back and forth through fantasy realms? Well, no, no, not not that, but like when it comes to um, the mutual relationship with with different size things. Because I would totally go for Godzilla walk, working his way through the Smurfs. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Or Godzilla stomps Bambi. Well, that was a movie. Oh, yeah. You've seen that. Uh-huh. Very, very short movie. Yeah, very short. <laughs> but I thought we were focusing on, on love, not stomp. Well, we are, but I mean, what is you know love without stomp? Anyway. So, I, I can't think of any examples but well, I, I, I know he's he's not around the fandom anymore, but DNA used to have uh, his lead character that basically she had control of the universe uh, by having gone so far. And you had situations in which a stomp or rampage could happen mm-hmm. for the fun of it, and then you just reset it. That's true. Uh, that, was a, that was a neat way to frame all of that. Yeah, it's a good way to uh, also just have fun with no consequences. And uh, I think Tyrion also does that a lot too because of maybe dna i don't know and i guess in the uh in the if you go within the community uh, you do see a lot more of the examples of different size couples that make it work um mm-hmm. within like not like, I, like not even obviously actual relationships but um like in, even within fiction and, and stuff in the fandom like the story rogue war rogue rogue, rogue. about the um Cheetah. Oh, yes. I think it was a cheetah. That's one of my favorite yeah. stories he's ever written. Yeah. I wish I'd remember the name of that story. Yeah. 
But that that is yeah. that is a that is such a good story for people who have not read uh-huh. it. We should. What's what's a brief summary of it for to make sure to drug my memory? I've probably read it. Kenson, you describe it. I'm going to look up the title. Okay, so essentially there is this um, anthro cheetah who was from South Africa, who was a part of the military and agreed to do some um, genetic experimentation, kind of Captain America style super soldier. Uh, it ends up going wrong and he ends up growing to be uh, I think 90 feet because rogue like 90 feet tall or something um, but then he he obviously becomes like a celebrity the world knows about him because he's the only 90 foot person and it's in anthro world Dubwana Dubwana the freshman yeah Dubwana oh yeah. yeah and then he goes away to college and then the main character the protagonist has it out has like a huge thing for him and stuff literally and figuratively like apparently like, like this this uh Cheetah had been a celebrity, obviously, from being grown right. big before he we went to college. And I, I guess the main character, who's a human, um, was uh, had like, like his posters up in his room and was just like kind of obsessed about mm-hmm. him. And he ended up going to the same college. And then he kind of stalks him, and that stalks turns into, I guess, a relationship. It, it, well, it turns into first off that scene when he gets caught is both terrifying and adorable, and it's amazing. Um, and then from there, cause, cause, um, Big Chi doesn't want to be the spotlight. He doesn't want to be noticed like this. He just wants to live a normal life and no one will leave him alone. Cause he's so, you know, big, impressive, blah, blah, blah. He's a celebrity. So they make like a custom dorm house for him. Literally just build him one that's massive and people are not allowed to go there without permission, but people try to sneak it. And Kenson, not to be nitpicky, but he's not 90 feet in height. Oh, not? He's 90, 99. Nine, 99, okay. <laughs> okay. The first sentence, literally the first sentence of the story. That's right. It says he's 99 and close to 400 times. Yes, my apologies. Now, now that's that's funny. On that, uh, big props to Rogue oh, and yeah. also Erilyn. And, and that story and more can be found in Tales of Macrofurs, The Big Boys, Volume 1 by Rogue. Available now on Amazon and other yeah. yeah, a lot of the writers, and you're going to get uh, Jacoby, you're going to get yes. Tube, those guys all write um, th- that you can explore the relationship side. It gets real interesting. It's hard to do that visually sometimes. Oh, yeah. Uh, Major problem. Though it's interesting. Uh, a lot of people have tried. <laughs> though it's, it's interesting. You, you do the whole thing of, oh, I don't want the spotlight. I've seen that a lot as a trope of where people you know, get, oh, I don't want to be always people looking at right, me. Right. I don't think I've ever seen anyone write... I absolutely enjoy the spotlight. That's what I'm there for, except mm. maybe how Remy Zilla uh. is RP. I mean, can you guys think of something? Yeah. I mean, so when it comes to actual uh, works, like publications or different stories of writers in the fandom, I unfortunately know, but I can't say that my you know uh, library in my brain is big enough for that. Because I've not read a lot of stories. I've read a few, but uh, Quan will probably now, know you- more. Quan, you were I mean, you, you were kind of saying they explored in art as well. What, what were you thinking? Well, I was thinking more like the, this isn't an art, but kind of going to the um, the idea of someone who enjoys the spotlight. The story. So the author I was talking about a few weeks ago, um, I forgot the author's name already. Uh, yeah. The the character is Thunder Thunder Thighs. The oh yeah, uh, cat. With, isn't that like a superhero um, thing or no? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of a weird mix because there is like the idea of paparazzi. Uh, Karen, uh, yeah, Karen Kerm is the writer. K Y R M is the author. But uh, at least in the story I read, the character has kind of a, a bit of a 
like doesn't want to be photographed by paparazzi, but also is a little bit of a show off too. So it's kind of a weird mix. Right, right. Um, but other than that, I can't think of anything off the top of my head as far as a someone who is. I mean, I, I feel like there are examples out there. I just can't think of. Well, it's like someone okay. who's a show off. It's like the whole um, the whole trope. I, I hate calling it a trope because it is a it's a beautiful thing, but it is used a lot. Um, when it comes to in a relationship, one of the people ends up getting bigger. It's like a no, I don't want this. I want you, and that makes that makes sense. But I, I would like to see kind of a flip where it's like the person gets bigger, and it's like, yeah, I am the stuff. And well, it's interesting. I've seen uh, people use the blind date idea mm-hmm. as a way about mixed size couples forming. True, very true. You know that that's. That someone that's worried about being seen as nothing but uh, a macro or something to that effect. Right, that right. They, they get to know people online and then they meet them in yeah. the reaction, which that's a fun thing to write. Like like you're you know you're like we are right now playing matchmaker. You just set your friend up with with a date and it's like, hey, she'll be there in like you know, or he'll be there in like around this time. By the way, uh, fair warning, they're kind of big, and they just like <laughs> stomp down the street to pick you up. It's amazing. And I guess uh, I'm just thinking of like uh, hypothetical scenarios where, uh, for some reason, I, I guess I just saw someone talk about Honey, I Shrunk the Kids on Twitter. Yep. Um, and I was thinking, in Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, the wife does change size. Yeah, yeah. What if that? What if they'd never been able to get back to normal size? Uh, How would that have mm. ended up? That's the story. Wayne Selinski doesn't seem like someone who can handle a 90-foot tall wife. <laughs> and well, and, and, and a 40, 50-foot tall baby. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, that would be terrifying. Yeah. And the and the inverse of that, I see in a lot of micro art and stuff that one of the partners is shrinking or or stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, of course. But I mean, probably the the largest pool of this type of story and art, etc., just comes from the fandom. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, just like in general, because we're all, you know, it's about fantasy and stuff. Well, and I'll admit, I haven't. Uh... I, I I haven't read much when it comes into the human area and the giantist area. I mean, those mm-hmm. are their own, those are their own fans. Those are clubs. their own mucks, or their own uh, and, corners of the yeah. yeah. And, and so I'm sure that there's plenty of literature in there as well. Oh uh, yeah. It's just interesting that this this is a topic you don't. I guess because it would be heavy visual effects, mm-hmm. and it, and no one's doing monster films. Uh, you just don't see it that often. It, it you know they talk about I guess. Same size, and this is still something we get. We don't have to be different sizes. We can still talk about it. Uh, I mean, yeah, same, same size, size sure. uh, but big or small. Like in the the most recent Godzilla movie, they make several comments about monsters getting it on. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. Oh my. And I wore my shirt that has Godzilla and King Kong making out in the middle of a city. Wait, oh yeah. When I wait, saw that movie. You have a shirt of that, or oh, it's, a it's a wood that, shirt. Yeah. Isn't it? Oh my gosh. I think it was a. Wood I shirt, need yeah. it. That's amazing. Oh, my gosh. Well, and, of course, you know, it doesn't have to be just romantic relationships. Uh, you could do a slice of life, you know, the backstage scene and break room. Oh, my gosh. Kaiju. That picture <laughs> is so good. Or the, that series of I mean, pictures. I get the, oh, you like I get the, the feeling. Yeah, the oh, behind the, the scenes I, of Godzilla. That was funny. Yeah. Oh. I get the feeling that Godzilla and King Kong would be more of a one-night stand or, or like, <laughs> something where it starts with them fighting yep. and then they kind of end up. 
like in the heat of passion. And this might be what the the next year's movie is. Oh my is that gosh. They'll, they'll be fighting and then we see them making out and that's how the it's movie is. It's true. Oh, no, no. They they have to have been like and then they have not liking each other and rivals since elementary school yeah, and yeah. they're pissed off because their two fandoms are now causing them to be in a movie yep. together. Mm-hmm. And who gets top billing? <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, then they have angry sex and it's the end. No. But... Um, <laughs> So and you have a lot of little. Then it flashes the po- the prologue or the epilogue is oh uh, gosh. ten years later. You have a lot of little uh, half monkey. Half oh my god! Gorilla, uh, well, you know, running around. Well, you know, maybe it's maybe it's a plot twist, and down the road they actually, you know, King Kong settles with Mothra, and that's how you end up with flying monkeys. Oh my gosh! Yeah, jeez. Of course, I guess for my thing to, to make sense, you have they one of them would have to be able would not be male. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, there is that in, and Godzilla's not an amphibian, but yeah. maybe he has some amphibian DNA, and it's like in Jurassic Park, where right. the, they, they switch to genders to allow procreation, so right. Godzilla is gender fluid. Uh, Ooh. I like that idea. Yeah. It makes sense for, because for, uh, there's all kinds of, yeah, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, when it comes to, I mean, we, we've been talking a lot about Godzilla, <laughs> we do that but so uh, king kong gee, is out, uh, uh, yeah, king kong is out <laughs> mowing the lawn and godzilla's inside with an apron on baking oh buses gosh. into cookies or something yeah just like the you know the flattened buses into cookies but like and godzilla godzilla comes home like carrying like a half a skyscraper <laughs> honey, i'm home i brought <laughs> i got groceries <laughs> yeah. oh you sweet i would totally watch this into the pot and like you know dozens of, of people fall into the yeah, just just take scripts just absolutely take scripts from I Love Lucy oh and gosh. recast them and that would just, be fun yeah yeah make it either um yeah now I'm just thinking that scene where uh, Lucy and Ethel are on the candy line and, and they have to like right? stuff the chocolates into their mind uh, into their mouths to, to <laughs> I guess keep up but instead have Godzilla and King Kong uh, and have to have to do that just like having a bunch of people running by and having to stuff. As many people as they can into the mouths and just getting like overwhelmed. Oh, by that's that. amazing. Yeah, I, and and of course you could also steal skips uh, from the Odd Couple. Yeah, I mean, oh my gosh. I don't know if they're as much of an Odd Couple though. Um, well, that's they're true. Kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Well, you think you, you think you could get a good group of kaiju's and do like a Golden Girls thing? Oh my gosh, what if? Thank you for being a what friend. What if it was? What if it was? Um, <laughs> What if it was Friends, like the sitcom, but just monsters? Oh God! <laughs> oh come on, Kenson. That you had to. That had to have been a better example you could bring up besides. Sorry, Friends. I like Friends. Yeah. Next, next up, you're going to say well, Seinfeld. I do. Yeah. No, Sein- oh no, Seinfeld is legitimately mostly just legitimately. Okay, we're good. we're Friends getting off topic. <laughs> what was? No, this is on topic. We're talking about Godzilla okay. and Seinfeld. It's fine. Well, Quan's, Quan's so about which, to tell so... me why he hates Friends. Which uh, which kaiju is the uh, the, the Chandler of the group, I guess. I don't uh, know. Definitely. Joey. Joey's Joey's the weird one. That's the one. Well, I mean to. Chandler kind of too, but uh, Joey would probably <laughs> be. Hmm. Joey would probably be. I I, I want to say. No, not Rodan. That'd be more of Chandler. See, I I just don't think that the characters of Friends are that well defined to make like. Well, I'm talking about like like relationship stuff that happens in the show and all that. You know. We're thinking yeah, I'd go for Cheers those. before I'd go for Friends. Okay, that's fair. A kaiju, a kaiju bar. Yeah, that dude wouldn't a kaiju bar be awesome? That would be awesome. Yeah, all the drinks would have to be like, oh, I'll take a seven forty seven. You know, they'd that have to be themed. I, I think I think Norm would have to be a King Kong. 
He's just sitting there drinking all the time. Yeah, that works. <laughs> the one that everyone, like, when he comes in, everyone's like, Kong! Kong! This is past my expertise. I'm not familiar with Cheers. Uh, yeah, actually, I'm not super familiar with Cheers. I've seen a few episodes. Yeah, yeah I was in syndication when I was a kid, so yeah, that makes sense. So, I'm old. <sighs> I'm er. kind of old. So, getting back to within the fandom stuff, uh, I was saying earlier I like slice of life stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll, I'll give a couple examples. So Jasmine Tiger, uh, that's a character that uh, Tiger Claw is paired with. And I think they're both size-shifting. Mm-hmm. But there's a scene uh, someone drew of her uh, holding angrily an empty pizza box, and she's normal height. Uh-huh. And he is about 20 foot, but he's he's done the Scooby-Doo leaping into the arms and fear in someone else's arms. Mm-hmm. Because she's pissed off. Yeah, I, I always thought that was neat. That's precious. You know. Yeah, totally. I got a picture. I got a picture that years ago Susan did for me, Sue Deer, uh, and it's uh, it's it's my character rolling in a field of catnip that she had planted. There you go. Getting crazy eyes. <laughs> That's awesome. But, I think I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like I mean, Hikari and I obviously uh, we need more art of of things, but size shifting. I'm totally surprised that we are like. Let's see here. We are like over a half hour into this cast talking about macro relationships, and this is the first moment you've mentioned Hikari. I mean, I, I, I mention her all the time. I, <laughs> oh my gosh, don't make me feel guilty. Yeah, I, I totally expected this to this sig a uh, segue seg whatever it is to happen earlier. Go ahead. You were saying Hikari. No, but I mean, yeah, everyone everyone who knows me, I would hope knows that I'm in a relationship with the most lovely uh, raccoon in existence, known as Hikari. And it's a size-shifting relationship in RP and, and things and art. And we need more art of it. But as far as fandom examples go, uh, Hikari and I are one. So nice. other relationships uh, in the fandom, though, too, you know, with it comes to size-shifting. But I definitely share a very, very special one. So, Aww. yeah. My God, how would you put together an extremely size-shifted wedding? Oh, my gosh. I've actually, like, I've thought about this. It would require a hanger, <laughs> or it would just be an outdoor wedding. Would you have to, instead of uh, separating the guest into groom and, and uh, bride, would you have to separate them into macro and micro? Uh, well, I mean, you could do like kind of a double categorization. Could it could be both. You could have macro and micro. Oh, you'd have to, because you know. there's alcohol and food at the reception. Yeah. The last thing you want to do is eat a family member. That's very true. Well, the re- yeah. That's very true. The reception is going to be mixed, but I'm thinking of just like actually at the ceremony mm-hmm. and because I, I wouldn't want to be like a, a normal sized person having to squeeze <laughs> in between you know Godzilla on the left side and and, and Kong I on the right know. side. I mean I think I would kind of enjoy that view. <laughs> just just imagine trying to put the ring on each other's fingers. One of them is going to need mm-hmm. a, a crane and the other's going to need a jeweler's loop and tweezers. Yeah so like okay well that's if we're talking about the the reception actually happening and it's different size you know like so people are locked to those sizes but uh, obviously, and it, it's kind of the case of the wizard did it, but size shifting fixes all of that. So, I like the idea of them being locked at a certain size, though. That makes it more interesting. Well, that's true. Size shifting, though, with absolute control, uh, lock get, solves all that. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Imagine what, what what do you do if if one character has a bad dream? Mm-hmm. That's very true. Like <laughs> you know, yeah. Ooh, gosh, like a night terror, and then well, you're crushed. So. Shit, that was my house. Yeah. <laughs> so that would also be interesting because the reception would have to be in like a hangar, like I said, or outside, and then you'd have to have a safe place to hold it and things. 
so that people wouldn't get hurt and traffic wouldn't get disrupted, etc. Well, you go out to like, uh, you know, Kansas. There's nothing in Kansas. That's true. It's all flat because we've all been there already. That's where all the weddings happen. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Uh-huh. And then after the wedding, when you get to the uh, the honeymoon, that's where the real adventure. That's begins. where the rampaging starts. Because I was well, I was thinking like, it, well, for separately sized couples. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Are, are they gonna in like in 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 their married life? Are they gonna have like a have to do like a Lucy and Ricky thing where they have separate beds? Because <laughs> otherwise, that could cause significant problems for the uh, for the micro yeah. if the macro rolls over in, in his or her sleep. Very true. And, yeah. uh, I mean, if we're talking realistically, then yeah. But if we're talking, you know, fantastically or in fantasy, which is my preference, then no. Because <laughs> you could just, they could be the bed. And that's the most adorable thing ever. But still, they could still roll over and then all of a sudden you're pinned. Yeah, between, but uh, it's, it's a good crush. It's the happy crush. Until, until you reciprocate. No, that doesn't happen in fantasy. <laughs> ah, I guess I that's why it, it, the micro has to sleep with like a oxygen tank just to be safe yeah. some sort of emergency thing that deploys like an airbag when the pressure gets <laughs> yeah. too strong the bubble oh gosh. Boom. have to have a special suit to be able to just do that yeah it keeps well you... you know if you do have the bigger character whichever one it may be they could literally have like on a counter somewhere just another house in their house for the little guy oh, that's so cute uh, oh my gosh but but yeah, but then wouldn't that wouldn't their lives kind of feel separate at that point? Of. I mean, the whole thing about moving in and, and you know, getting married or any kind of committed relationship. Yeah, that'd be more of a uh, like a friend integrating. Or yeah, it, you know, you want to integrate your lives with each other, so like <laughs> you have to merge together the silverware and have. I mean, I guess you could still have like separate drawers for like tiny silverware and and giant silverware, yeah. but and they you know, both I would, I would they both get online be, to network game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If if you're truly in, in in love with each other, you would want to have, if not if not the same bed, at least the same bedroom. Oh my gosh, I just got a really cute image in my head yeah. of the micro, or the the macro in the relationship, like holding a crumb between two claws and feeding their significant other, and then like the micro holding up a crumb with both hands up to them. Like what? here you go, the, and yeah. it's hard. It's it's literally the the day to day stuff. You'd have to work it out, and that would be hard. That would be tiring until you figured it out. Mm-hmm. You know, jetpacks probably help a lot. Well, it's like like well, yeah, you know, marriage you got to like, work towards it, and then this would make it you know a little more challenging. Yeah, but I mean that's and, and you know really either through magic or technology, the the micro would probably have to use a lot more of that right. um, just to get around as well as like to to survive. Whether it's something like uh, I know in um, uh, Jevin's stories that he wrote. I don't know if he still writes them, but mm-hmm. there was the whole cloaker idea with the uh, ring that would make micros project to ah. their, to, to normal oh, size. Cool. Um, so, like something like that, that's magic based, could potentially help. Or if just you know having like either like a mech suit or like a jetpack or, or something to um, be able to interact with. Fly up and I guess a mech smooch the nose. Yeah, yeah. Mech is probably not the most uh, personal way to be able to interact yeah, with your significant other really. but uh it might help in you know jumping from the bed to the floor and then running to the uh kitchen and jumping up if you have like those hydraulic legs that can jump 50 feet. yes absolutely portals so or one portals. of um yeah. one of my um favorite slice of life thoughts 
um, when it comes to macro micro relationships, size shifting and stuff like that is being stuck at work. And then, you know, like having a, like whenever I have a rough day at work, I just imagine Hikari stomping out to save me. Like I can see her on the horizon or whatever, and I can feel the earth shaking. I'm just like, she's coming to get me. I'm about to be out of here. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. And then you get called into the HR the next day. It's like you, your significant other, please let us know when they're going to pick you up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, we haven't installed the hinges on the roof yet, so that's going to need to be repaired. So you know, that's a, that's a question I've never I've never really asked. You you have all this artwork of people lifting the roofs off of places, and I'm like, can they hinge off in a coherent piece? I mean, I know in hurricanes they can blow off in a coherent piece. Well, if you pull it fast, but, but they they don't usually go back on pretty no in those situations. Right, right. Yeah, but I mean, if you if you pull it fast enough, the laws of physics say that it can mostly stay together, but it won't go back on. That's what hinges are for. So just a little foot lever so you can just push it down and it opens up like a trash can. Like a trash can. (laughs) Hey, you done in there? Let's go home. It's like a button outside the the building. Yeah. Macro taxi. Or mega bus, if you will. Oh. I know. If that was the mega bus, I'd ride it. We're going to get sued. But yeah. Um... I love all those little trope ideas, though, of, like, obviously the, the wedding and the marriage would be super beautiful with, with anyone, I mean, you know. I mean, yeah, and I love the thing you were talking about, the feeding each other back and forth for contact. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I have a little bit of artwork of, of Sudir uh, having baked a cake for me, and she's trying to hold it up, and she's like, this thing weighs a ton, but here, happy birthday. Yeah. And, and for me, it's, you know, it's the size of one bite. Yeah, exactly, yeah. She put all that effort into it, and it's something you get rid of in a few seconds. He cherishes it, though. It's the thought that counts. Yeah. And then, like, when you go to. thoughts. Yes. And then, when you go to make, you know, her dinner or whatever, you have to be super careful and, like, cut the tiniest bit off and stuff. It's adorable. (laughs) But, like, the the wedding would be, you know, with, with anyone, obviously, it would be beautiful. The slice of life stuff. Um, after the fact, have we talked about the honeymoon? Like anything like that? Like, up, ideas yeah. for where they would go or anything like that? Where they would go would be interesting, you know. So like, where where is the resort for the macros? That's mm, New Zealand because Cassie Green- is trash. No, I would say Greenland because Greenland has a lot of extra space. Yeah, yeah. but it's all yeah. ice. You, do you really want a macro tripping and falling constantly? I mean, well, you, you could. The macro gets there and they heat it up with their body heat and it melts and it forms a nice little. Oh, is that what's going on now? Yeah, the paws are. Yes. I'm sitting on top of the world. I should probably move. Uh, So they're hiding Godzilla and all the other creatures in ice and we didn't know it. That's why it's it's all melting. You saw King of the Monsters? I did. Monster Zero. What's the name of the the magical corporation that doesn't have to obey governments? What what was that? Monarch. Monarch, that was, because I was sitting there thinking the whole time of the monarch from... <laughs> yeah. But, like, so honeymoon destinations, um, would there... I mean, I, I prefer to think about, like, a place that's specific for that, <clears throat> like in a world where there are macros and I macros. mean, if the macro's big enough, they could just go out in the middle of the ocean and become their own island. island. And the, the micro <laughs> could, uh, could honeymoon on, the ma- on their partner, on their bigger that, uh, that brings up another... 
topic. At least until their giant paws got all wrinkly, and then they'd have to get out of the water. No. Yeah. But um, that brings up another topic. Um, what? How bad a giant dog would smell wet. Yes, that. But oh, also, I'm sorry. Go on. Yeah. Also, um, what is the like sweet spot, or what? What is the preferred range for size difference for things to be as good as they can be, or you know everything past that? So like. Oh my God, that's that's gonna be a that could be a podcast within fifty feet. I, I mean, I always kind of this might be a little crude, but uh, I kind of think that it should be approximately the same size as. Oh. I, the uh, the micro should be approximately the same size as the macro's member. Oh, okay, that's for that's uh, for any kind of sexual compatibility. That's you know that that, that that's as small as they could get. I yes. guess. Oh, that's that's an interesting point. That is fair. Absolutely. <clears throat> and, and of course, that's also very male centric. So I guess if you're right. thinking about female, um, which it works out the same way. It, it, it kind of works out, but I mean, you don't have the, the same comparison, I guess, because a female doesn't. Right, right. You would approximately, you know, the same size as the macro so vibrator, I guess. I've, uh... I, I, I think the, the, the sexual relationship definitely is going to be, uh, that may be open to people's preference a little bit, because mm-hmm. you're going to have folks like uh, uh, Sirion and Dern who, who probably are okay beyond that difference. Right, right. Uh, but... I definitely macro wise, just having a relationship that is being able to interact with the person. There's some event horizon where that person becomes, you know, nat sized yep. and you can't understand yeah. them. Yep, yep. Yeah. Well, that's why one of the things I've kind of thought and thought hard about is the idea of the micro being able to project themselves <clears throat> to a bigger size, specifically in relation to their, you know, macro or giga um, partner right. of. Whether it is through something like force powers or like biotics, where they can, mm-hmm. you know, project this tremendous force that can affect the uh, um, uh, the macro, or if they are able to somehow have kind of a um, virtual reality type thing, where or yeah. maybe an augmented mm-hmm. augmented reality yeah. type thing, maybe where uh, the macro perceives the micro as much bigger than they actually are mm-hmm. and even from like a sensory point of view they might feel like like if the the macro of the micro like makes a rubbing motion up on on the chest even though they're not physically touching if the augmented reality is able to yeah. simulate that feeling oh, towards awesome, yeah. the macro's chest um you know that would be some sort of way that you could get beyond the sizes to where you know the macro might be giga size and kind of looming over a city mm-hmm. and the micro might be you know it's only normal human size and they're still able Through the to the power of technology work. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the funny thing is i approached the the same idea but from the other direction uh i i, I don't know if i have a published story on it uh but mm-hmm. the idea of a device that that uses generic science excuse uh to <laughs> to to make the macro albeit temporarily yeah uh, appear to be at normal heights, which for them would be like freaking amazing. Like, mm-hmm. wow, these cabinets have stuff in them. I've never seen a cabinet. There's so before. much detail. Yeah, right. It's crazy. But at the same time, you, you sure you want to keep an eye and make sure when that device wears out of battery, for instance, yeah. that they're not in a building, correct, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, so that is then not um, necessarily projecting, but but actually actually changing, 
converting yeah. them to, to smaller size? Uh, the, the generic excuse I used at one point was it did a localized gravity effect that <laughs> compressed them down. Oh, and at the, at, the, at the edge of the effect, it was just translated. So it's not like they weigh thousands of tons. Right. It appears when you cross that effect that, that they're just walking around like a normal person, but they are actually compressed in that space. Interesting. Uh, I- yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I guess the thoughts I was mystical science mumbo jumbo. The, the technology would still um, the, the macro would still have the appearance of being macro to everyone, uh, everyone else. You maybe even the micro is just that they are able to interact um, through the technology, even though their sizes are yeah. you know multiple hundreds of times different. So yeah. So I've I've spoken with um, with Tyrrell about this concept. Um, regarding, you know, size differences and interactions and things like that. And I like the way that, you know, he thinks about it. Because when it comes to pure interactability, he says that he, uh, I I believe, and, you know, don't kill me, Terrell, if I'm butchering this, but I believe he said that 150 feet is the limit. Like, 150 feet tall is the limit. Because anything um, beyond that, is kind of that event horizon, at least for him. And I, I kind of agree. Because when you're 150 feet tall and your significant other is normal human size, you know, five and a half feet, six feet tall, that's a pretty substantial difference. And if you go any bigger, it typically starts to get less personal. So, so yeah, so at, and, at 90 feet, the ratios are a standard-sized human would be about the size of a Star Wars figurine mm-hmm. in your hand kind of thing. You can grip them in a fist, and their head and shoulders will be above on one side and their feet below. Yep. Uh, doubling that, 150 foot, you're now like a Lego man mm-hmm. uh, is in your hand kind of ratio. And getting much mm-hmm. beyond that, it's going to get difficult. Yep, correct. And, and the thing is, is that you know that's going to be the case for people that uh, who, for whom intimacy is important but there are definitely people out there who don't need the physical touch to necessarily establish a romantic relationship um and and for whom the idea of knowing that your small partner is down there oogling up at you might be enough um and vice versa that is fair um or and, and and with that you might even also get into the idea of like a polyamorous relationship where maybe a macro is able to stuff a city full of people that adore them, and they're able to make that work. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Or, or also just buddy buddy relationships. You know, yeah. they don't even have to be direct romantic. Friends with benefits. What? Um, <laughs> but the benefit being is that your friend can destroy things. That too. Yeah. But or flood the city. One of a, that's also true. So one of my favorite thoughts about um, the, I guess. For me personally, and I guess for Tyrrell too, it's kind of like the intimacy uh, intimacy zone, where it's like you know normal human size to 150 feet. Um, when you are being held against your partner's chest, you know, paws, other things, etc., and you can feel the heartbeat pulse through them, and it just like shakes your whole body. Like that thought specifically is it does something. It's amazing. Because huh. it's That's it's so tender, but it's also so like powerful and things. So one of the other things we said we were going to talk about this week that we haven't really done much with is is kind of the dating game aspect. We were going to try to play actual matchmaker. Um, 
I know I tried to bring up Godzilla earlier, and we kind of obviously they already have a match, so that maybe might be a good um, match. But is there any kind of uh, kaiju character you want to try to match off with a, a, a different character? Like, hmm. So when it comes to like shipping <laughs> monsters, essentially. Yeah, basically, okay. basically. Uh, you mean? Oh, that's a good one. Okay, so this isn't. Um, this is actually kind of a canon kaiju relationship already. Uh, but it's in Godzilla the series, like the animated series from 1998 to 2000-something. Uh, there's a mega lizard, essentially, known as Komodothrax in that series. And um, Zilla ends up forming a relationship with Komodothrax. So that's an actual shipped relationship that I love. Okay, any other ideas that we have for... Now I'm uh, trying to think of, of other characters to try, throw out. Yeah, I'm trying to think, think of other characters. Well, you know, you could do like characters, you know, King Koopa and Bowser. Uh, yeah. <laughs> King Koopa is Bowser. Oh, yeah. ba- Bowser and Peach. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Oops. Well, Bowser and Bowsette. There you go. Bowser and Bowsette. There, oh, there's well, a kind of expected, kind of. Yeah. Bowsette is not canon. Bowsette is not canon? Bowsette is canon to me. No. Nintendo specifically <laughs> came out and said that only You can't take it from me. Peach, or only... Uh, Knock that off. Stop. Can use the... you, you can't take this from me. It was real funny the way they said it, too, because they were like, only only Toadette can use the princess crown. Sorry, Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, just kind of ignoring the whole Bowser yeah, stuff. Yeah, they but... did that on purpose. Huh. What, what about Waluigi? Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, no, God. Oh, I... Um, you know, we've been sitting here talking about macro relationships and other stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, for, I forgot to bring up one of the, the more fun ones that's kicking around that you see is uh, uh, Duncan Rue and Deja Rue. Oh, of course, yeah. They are precious, I swear. But, yeah, because they're like they're like mom and dad kind of thing in RP, right? I have I have no idea. I, I mean, you see the artwork, but I don't think, uh, I don't know what happens. It's just, hmm. it seems to be a fun slice of life macro couple thing. And yeah, because they they're, they're always like, like the most recent art I saw was Duncan and Deja Ru walking or taking Mac for a walk. And it's, yeah, <laughs> it's hilarious. Because Duncan's trying to pull on the leash and be like, and he's looking at Deja Ru like, please God help me. <laughs> and Mac's just like, you know, ripping through a town. <laughs> Well, yeah, he's got to find the buses. He's the big dog. It's so cute, I swear. Uh, when it comes to Slice of Life stuff, uh, Duncan and Deja Ru definitely have it. Oh, Duncan, Deja, and Mac. So, yeah. it's amazing. Well, let's see. How about any char- macro characters in the fandom that you would want to see paired up or paired up with stuff in other media? Oh? I almost think that could get awkward, I guess. Oh, yeah, well, well, yeah, we probably shouldn't presume other folks' stuff. Yeah. yeah. Because then you're talking about characters that actually represent people. So are we uh, shipping that? Is are we able to ship, you know, friends of ours that we want to like, like people who are single, or is that off limits too? <laughs> I, I, I think that's that's yeah that's kind of awkward. Okay, I, I think it's <laughs> that, awkward talking about other. Films. Sorry, sorry. Because yeah. I mean, yeah, I, especially I love everyone so much, and I, I I think everyone is precious in their own way. So. All right, so hold on. Let me let me just pull a random kaiju, and we'll have to find uh, we'll have to find someone to match him. So let's see here. Wait, are you Clifford the Big Red Dog? Oh boy! Ah, Versus you went you went right for it. Who who would you gonna patch? You gonna match Clifford with someone? Oh boy! 
Who, a uh, isn't Clifford like canonically like he's uh, bigger than a house under under age? He's also under. Oh age. yeah, he's like. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel quite comfortable <laughs> oh with my that. Gosh, you guys. I don't know how. I don't know how old he is. Are we talking dog ears? Because I don't know. All right. So, out of the characters from Rampage the video game, Ooh. who would be the couple? Uh, ooh. Of the three? Of the, yeah. Li- um, I could see Lizzie hmm. and Ralph together. I was I was thinking that too, and I have no idea why. They're, they're, <laughs> I mean, they're they're both bipedal, where George is is not. George, I, mean, I guess. I guess I mean, I meant I the other way around. Uh, I guess they're all bipedal. Yeah, they all they all are. But like Lizzie and Ralph, the just not in the new movie. In the new movie, well, Lizzie right. and, and Ralph are both uh, right. They're both quad, quadrupedal. I'm, quadpedal. Yeah. I'm a bad macro. I haven't seen that movie. Oh, I, 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 it's, I it's, saw it's okay. It, actually, yeah. uh, finally, it's it's actually pretty good. It's 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 not the worst thing. It's better than Godzilla looking at the monster. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. We. we yeah. We won't get back on that topic. Oh, I sense oh. <laughs> fight. Quan versus Kenson. Yeah, this, this can rapidly get into areas where I'm not sure what to do. Like, who who are you going to pair with Cloverfield? It's like, yeah, I guess I guess Lizzie and Ralph would make the most sense because George is already in a committed relationship yeah. with Dwayne Johnson. So, yeah, uh, yeah that's true. Uh, talk about a relationship. They're so such a happy couple. <laughs> George and the Rock. Yes. <laughs> Well, how about invert it the other way around? Is there a couple's relationship in, in literature or, or whatever, movies, TV, that you think would be fun to see as a mixed-size relationship? Oh, you mean where they're – like something that's not yeah. already uh, – um, Timon and Pumbaa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Who would be the macro? Timon. Timon, of Timon. course. Oh, my. Absolutely. And Teaselbone's already <laughs> got art of this. He's already oh got Oh my us. goodness, that, that would be an extinction. Well, not of them being in a relationship. Well, yeah. That would be an extinction level event. Why? Why do you say that? The little guy, Timon, with his anger streak, I could see him. See, everyone, yeah. everyone's a little bug, and he just That's eats everybody. That's true. And, well, and also, he would be gleeful about destruction, I think. Yeah. Ah, mm-hmm. eh, maybe not. Uh, I know his first target would be the hyenas, though. Somewhere I heard uh, Alkali just uh, shudder in pleasure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Lord. He's, I mean, he's got a thing for Macro Timon, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. He does? Who, who doesn't, though? Alkali Rude, yeah. yeah. I didn't know Love that. Love you, Alkali. Miss you. We're talking about, we're talking about Alkali, not not the... You might be thinking of the MFF head not, or... Not the conchair, the 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 Not the conchair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Alkali Rude. I think there's at, least, there's at least two. There might be three. Oh, uh, yeah. So, um... Um... I mean, I mean, Rocket Raccoon, but doesn't really have any kind of relationship. Although I read something about in the next Guardians movie, there's going to be some sort of relationship for yeah. Rocket to be involved in. I forget who the actress was going to hmm. be playing him. Oh, it's a uh, Lady Gaga. Um, yeah, it's and it's an otter yeah. character. I've not read the Rocket Raccoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wait, it's an otter character familiar. in the next movie or an otter character in? She's going to play an otter character who I is did, his love interest. I didn't see that part. Yeah, mm-hmm. someone mentioned that. Uh, I'll have to go uh, see if I can find the article, but yeah. yeah. Interesting. Which um, is going to be kind of odd. Uh, I think the background of Rocket Raccoon is he was a he was a prison guard, and they make him made him look cute to keep some of the crazier prisoners calm. <laughs> Interesting. Oh yeah, there's he, he doesn't have a pretty background. Oh yeah. Of course, they may have they may have rewrote it for the movies. 
I mean, they they didn't really allude to that in the movies, but they have well, kind of they or they haven't really alluded specifically to that, but they've alluded to the um, background being not pleasant. I think it's safe to say that Rocket has it has been to prison at least a dozen times, <laughs> space prison, because yeah. just what he does. Um, but like, okay, so my mind is wandering towards um like like it's not romantic unfortunately but digimon when it comes to like greymon and tai or well what happens what happens if you flip digimon or pokemon and it's the macros are collecting you know normal sized characters and balls to make them fight <laughs> that's awesome hmm yeah cuz they could it'd be essentially minimon they'd be tiny but yeah <laughs> interesting it seems slightly more cruel that way. It does. It really does. But, like, Greymon has always been one of my favorites. Um, Growlmon from Season 3, uh, Renamon, a few others. And and the, what's the Cheesehead character? Cheesehead character? Circles. Oh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Wait, Circles aren't from that. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. About to say, Circles are a fan-made thing. But So, with those Digimon and then you know, Pokemon and other stuff like that, I always love thinking about, you know obviously romantic stuff but when it comes to partners and when it comes to friends those shows really depict size differences but with like friendship and things really well i i've seen someone steal a classic size difference scene out of literature and put characters in it as opposed to like making a macro timon yeah uh uh i the i a, a couple, guy on guy couple, uh, and I'm not going to say their names because it was private artwork. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the characters is is was an otter macro rising out of the sea, <laughs> and, and the other was you know chained up on the rocks like uh, oh my oh, what was what God, what was it the I want to say Gorgon it's not it uh, it's from the classic Greek myth oh uh, uh, it was in one of the movies I where the giant. Can't recall. The guy uses Medusa's head to to, to Kraken. Oh, the Kraken. Is it Kraken? Yeah. So, and uh, the character rises up and then starts uh, aggressively kissing them at crotch level. <laughs> um, and the other character has the expression of "This is a Kraken." Oh my gosh! And, and it's it's actually drawn as the couple doing that. It was just really well That's done. That's amazing. You need to share yeah. this with me privately after. <laughs> can you also can you do for the same for me? Thanks. I, I will I will ask permission from from the artist and people if I can cool. and I'll share. Cool. So what was your? Uh... And I guess as far as like shipping, trying to or, no, or take existing ships and make them different sizes. I think there's plenty of people out there who would be angry if we didn't bring up Nick and Judy from Zootopia. Oh, good lord! Yeah, that's fair. That is totally. <laughs> Which way fair. would it go though? Because I mean, obviously Judy has her own um, macro-ish scenes going through Little Ordentia, but I can't. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of imagine. Nick being, you know, holding Judy in her hand, in his hands, mm-hmm. and uh, calling her carrots because she's actually the size of of carrots. Yeah, that's true. oh so lord. I think I think this is a rare case, at least for me personally, it's a rare case of a uh, pop culture couple who could size shift that evenly could be macro micro, like both of them. Like I'm split down the middle on both because I love seeing both, you know, situations mm-hmm. just equally. So that's for me. I don't know about you guys. I I I think it could go either way on that. You could have tons of fun with that, you know. Her showing up bigger than the chief at a police briefing <laughs> itself would be a fun image and all that, oh, you know. 
what's the chief's name again? Chief Bogo. Bogo, yeah. Like, she just thunders in, stomps in. I, I, I'm ready, Bogo. I just loved in that movie, I, I, I bust out laughing uh, when she gets the fist bump in the movie from a... From the uh, rhino? From the rhino. Yeah. It just pushes her away. <laughs> okay. That right there is, is, is you know, the, the buddy-co-worker relationship between huge size differences. It's just fun. Mm-hmm. That's true, yeah. Well, I think... That, that's another topic, co-workers. Anyway. That's a completely different episode, yeah. But I, I, know. I think on that topic, we on that note, we should uh, go ahead and move on to our artist spotlight Yes. Absolutely. Um, So this week, I'm going to go first, because I never go first. Um, (gasps) Oh, my God. And go first. Well, okay. Assert yourself. So I am going to go with (laughs) Incredible Edible Calico, a.k.a. Yes. Gin. Um, On Fur Affinity, it's it's furaffinity.net slash user slash Incredible Edible Calico, which is a mouthful. Yes. Um, the, the incredible edible calico. On Twitter, they're just edible calico, but they're also a protected account. So I guess you can try yes. following them and see if they respond. I don't know. Um, they let me in fairly quickly, but they also know me from other places, so that might be the why. Um, hmm. But yeah, I just think they're, they, they do Vore really well, and I'm not super into Vore, but I think of all of the vor artists i've seen they are among the best um but the size contact uh, difference artwork is really um uh really nice too they have a good uh kind of an anime style um and right, right. and i think that I'm trying to pull up some of their stuff on fa but i'm having trouble um but yeah they uh whatever um <laughs> i think that they're just really good at, at making mischievous uh kind of colorful art and it's on the uh, you know it, it's got a good they've got, they're really good perspective and really good with um if you're into vor i think you have to watch them yeah that's fair that's a fair statement kenson so benny benny, uh, benny well um or kenson either hmm. one uh benny are you ready oh sure uh let's see here okay. Uh, I think this person has been a guest on previous podcasts, uh, but they've not been recommended as an artist spotlight. I want to highlight Duke. Uh, the, Duke, Duke they've the, never been on the podcast. They haven't. I thought. I thought one of the really early ones. They were there as a guest. Yeah. Ah, jeez. Well, here we go. I don't Where's think that? they've been recommended either. But so this is going to be Fur Affinity Duke D O O K Duke Ferret, and you're also going to find him over on mm. Twitter uh, as Duke at Duke Ferret. Um, Duke has been around the fandom for ages. I mean, I can remember uh, first seeing his artwork when he was first starting to draw, and he's just gotten better and better over time. You go to uh, he he's got a Ko-Fi, he's got a Patreon, uh, significant other to Ralcor, if you know that person. Uh, mm-hmm. But if you go check out the gallery, not all of Duke's artwork is macro, but when it is, it's just really nice stuff and just does a good job. And I realize this person's just kind of quietly been around, goes to cons. You'll catch him at yeah, an artist Yeah, I've seen alley. him at a lot, of, a lot of cons. And he's been at a lot mm-hmm. of macro meetups. He's just kind of a good guy, always there, great to talk with, and a good artist. And I realized, you know, we should really highlight this guy. His stuff's nice. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah. So uh, good We've check We've had conversations yeah. at cons, too, about size-related stuff, so I know they, uh, they appreciate the, that aspect, too. Oh, very much so. Mm-hmm. And it just, I figured I'd highlight him. Awesome, awesome. So, um, my spotlight, I can't remember if I have 
mentioned uh, this individual before. I hope not, because I definitely want to mention them in the spotlight right now. But Mount Fox, or M.T. Fox, F-O-X-X on uh, F.A. I have watched their art explode in quality. Um, I remember Tyrar, one of my really good um, Stompy buddies, showed me a picture that he got from this individual named Mount Fox. Like, this was months ago, probably probably like a year ago, actually. He's like, check this out. It was fantastic. And I started following Mount Fox from that point. And since then, I have watched his art just get insanely good. Oh, I've seen some so, of this work. Yeah. Yes. It's so unbelievably good. So props to you, Mount Fox. Seems for very paw heavy. That glow up. Yeah. So that is forfinity.net forward slash user forward slash MTFOXX. And on Twitter, um, I don't think he has a Twitter, but wow. definitely on FA. <clears throat> okay. Uh, and so with that artist spotlight uh, that over, then that brings us to our next segment, which is a new segment. Ooh. New segment. Da, da, da. Vinny, <laughs> you're the one who came up with it, so you explain it. Oh, okay. Go, go, go. So uh, I, was, I was a little bit inspired by March Madness, but also by, I'll fully admit this, the United States Marine Corps Band. Uh, they have every March, they have March Madness, where you vote for the various marches that they like. But anyway. Oh, yeah. Stealing the idea from them. We're going to choose, or have chosen, 32 of the most popular kaiju characters that exist in media that we can find. And, and we're talking about actual media, not like fandom yes. stuff, because we don't want to... Yes. yes. When you, again, kind of like we were talking about <clears throat> shipping uh, personas and stuff, that gets awkward. It would also be awkward that people vote on... Correct. Yeah, that comes like a popularity yeah. contest, which Pe- we don't want. We're actually we're talking about the exact opposite of romance. Yes, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. If these two characters are in some sort of combat, who will win? And so, <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to post a Twitter poll, and we will flog that poll until the next episode. And yep. the person who gets the most votes will win. And we will yes. go through the bracket all the way up to the final, final to find the best kaiju of them all. And, yes, and, and if you, you also get to vote, in addition to your votes, if you want to explain your vote, um, you can reply to the tweet or email us at sizematterspodcast at gmail.com. That's correct. And yes, yes. we will read some of those um, if we get any in on the next episode. This week's matchup, so there's going to be uh, 32 total, like Benny said, so we'll have 16 first round matchups. So this is going to take a while because um, if, we're only, doing, be if we're only doing one matchup a week, this will last for a while. <laughs> this will um, take a while, but eventually we'll have a winner. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, so, but the first matchup we have was Stay Space Puff Marshmallow Man oh, versus Stay Puff Marshmallow Man versus Space Godzilla. Yes, Space Godzilla. and that was chosen yep. by random. We did not actually choose that. Ran- random. <laughs> well, we chose the, we chose the list of macros, but true. But yeah, then we randomized what we chose, and that's a hell yes, of a combo. Same Marshmallow so. Man from from Gus, uh, Ghostbusters versus mm-hmm. Space Godzilla. Yes. So, who will win in this epic fight of kaiju prowess? Will it be Stay Puff Marshmallow Man or Space Godzilla? And it'll be that you decide. Poll, uh, posted along with this episode, so look for that. Uh, if it's not right when this episode is posted, it'll be a little bit after, but not. I think not we're gonna more sm- than a day, but I'm going to try to do it. Right I think right we're going to smell toasted marshmallows either way. Uh, yeah. doesn't, doesn't Space Absolutely. Godzilla have laser beams? Get out yep. your graham crackers. Yeah, and I was going to say that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh, you get to the joke uh, first. 
But yes, uh, um, if, if you're not a Twitter person, as as he said earlier, you can actually just mail your vote in to email, and, and we'll tally those along with the Twitter votes. And uh, again, our Twitter, I think I, I read our email address, which is sizematterspodcast at gmail.com. Our Twitter address yep. is at sizematterscast. Um, you mm-hmm. can use that for both the, the voting for this contest as well as uh, any kind of questions or comments on the topics that we talked about for this week, as well as stuff mm-hmm. that we are talking about for next week, which is yes. Kenson. Uh, it is going to be macros and micros in Greek mythology. And all of the things... In, in all mythology, not just Greek. Oh, in all mythology. Yes, my my apologies. I caught the memo. <laughs> I, I got the notes <laughs> online. And that, yeah, we did get an email. Um, I do want to go ahead and read. Uh, oh. It's um, from Sylvan. Uh, ah, yeah. Hi, Sylvan. Love you, Sylvan. Uh, this was sent in, in between now and the last time. It, it is something where he was catching up on old episodes, so it's not necessarily talking about what we talked about last week or this week or last episode of this episode. Or um, ever. <laughs> but I do want to go ahead and read it. It says, greetings and welcome back. I'm finally caught up on your wonderful podcast, and I thought I'd like to share oh. something with you guys regarding your recent experience on tabletop gaming. Yeah. This is something that I shared with my patrons over on Patreon, where I do gaming supplements, a size theme gaming release for Pathfinder slash D20. Nice. Like you, I've been a little bit frustrated with the size alteration, alteration stuff that Pathfinder allows, so naturally I've been modifying those rules for years. I created some larger size categories as well as more spells and even a few monsters to fill the holes in the rules. You'll find oh, a sample awesome. of these in attachment, which... I can't read. That's that awesome. Sylvan, uh-huh. you're amazing. But Dude. I'm not the only one dabbling in size fun with the open gaming license. The folks over at Rogue Genius Games have also dabbled in this area far more professionally than myself. There are two micro-aspected supplements for Pathfinder and Starfinder, respectively. Uh, micro-size adventures and occult skill guide size-changing rules, which you mm-hmm. can see at it's a really long URL, but it's at drivethroughrpg.com, and then okay. just search for... Those titles I gotta say, I am not surprised at all that it is rogue. Rogue's well, I don't think it's the same. Rogue. I know, wrong I know. kind of rogue. <laughs> anyway, but I'm not surprised. I, maybe it's rouge. It's like the makeup. Anyway, uh, I use all this with my tabletop group and hope you guys will keep playing with bigness and smallness going forward. Here's looking yeah. forward to your review of Godzilla King of the Monsters, which I think he did actually well, listen to that after writing this email, and he did not agree with my assessment. Oh. Um, <laughs> and again, I'm so glad you guys are back. Yours, Sylvan. So thank you, Sylvan. Uh, we got thank you. Yeah, we got that attachment. I'll post a link to that in the Twitter with this episode. So, so he um, yeah. he didn't agree with you. So we got a guy writing us in, a longtime fan, and you immediately drove him off. Longtime oh, fan. Yeah. I think our first guest. I think he was. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sylvan's uh, was. Yeah. Guest and I, I do also want to say I hope you get better. I know you were in. Uh, yeah. Um, at, at a hospital stay yeah, over the past few days. For sure. So, um, sounds like things are going up from there, but I hope you continue to. Get better, yeah, Sylvan. Yeah. Everyone that send positive thoughts towards him, towards Minnesota. Send positive thoughts. And pause. Yes. Just, yeah, all of it. All so. right. So with that, unless there's anything else you guys want to say? No, I think we're ready for the exit. Then I so, do want to... Th- yes, okay, Kenson said so again. No, no, go ahead. I want Sorry. to uh, thank uh, Kenson and Benny. And also, since we didn't... Since I forgot to do it last episode. Oh, thank, yeah. Uh, uh, foxes and Peppers. For letting Fox, us use Fox and Peppers, uh, Foxy Peppers, letting us yes, use. Yes, thank you, Foxy Peppers. <laughs> the bigger song for our theme. Um, bigger house, bigger car. And <laughs> until next time, Kenson. So, if you want to stick around and see some more action, 
Oh, listen to our. You were really show next holding week. on to that for a while. Oh. I remember me reading that email. <laughs> I was. So, anyway, guys, good night and big pause. There was a little Spanish flea, a record star he thought he'd be. He heard of singers like Beatles, the chipmunks he seen on TV. Why not a little Spanish flea? And so he did.